Okay, here's one topic to discuss. The WWE Championship itself is a very important legacy. I understand that. It is the top number one prize. Actually, I won't even say prize. The top number one accomplishment you want to do in WWE entire career. I understand that, of course. Some of the greatest, not some, most of the greatest legends, wrestlers, superstars have held the championship from Boomer Sarmentino, Buddy Rogers, Rock, Austin, Hogan, Hart, Michaels. It goes right down the list. Even Eddie Guerrero, which is my favorite daddy champion of all time. You know, some maybe some people may be able to maybe to agree or disagree, but it's true. But you know, we can say we can agree on this. As a wrestling fan, I did not like some of the other champions from the era of twenty ten through twenty twenty. Don't get me wrong. Right now, I would say, and most people may disagree with me on this. I did not like Lesnar's championship run. From SummerSlam 2014 through WrestleMania 31. I thought there was no point for him holding the championship. He kept it hostage. And let me say this to you why. If you were to go back in that match between Lesnar and Cena from SummerSlam 2014, it was basically one-sided. It was just basically a Suplex City match from Lesnar Delivering 16 German suplexes to Cena. That's all it was. Maybe, if you watch that entire match, you've only seen Cena hitting one AA and then attempting STF. Successfully, of course. But other than that, the match was one-sided. You know, some people would say, like, oh, that was a massacre. It was a beatdown. Lesnar destroyed Cena. Which, yes, that happened. Of course, it did. But... There was no reason for Cena to drop the championship to Lesnar that night. Or Lesnar taking the championship from Cena. It was no point at all. The rematch that happened at Night of Champions in 2014. It was cool and all. That Dawn's interfering. Made people, I think, at that point, there should have been no rematch. I think Lesnar, if he had to if he had to choose one opponent, one opponent for Lesnar to defend the championship against that night, it would be Seth Rollins. Now, there's no doubt about it. Seth Rollins, I think right now, as an amazing former, is my favorite wrestler right now on the WWE roster. Out of anybody. I don't even like him better than Roman Reigns. But, if, let's say, if this had happened, if Seth Rollins had cashed the money in the bank, which he had won in Boston at Money Bank 2014, which I think it was right for him to win. But, if he had cashed in a lesson that night and became the new champion, that would have made more sense. Than to him a cash in in the Lesnar Reigns main event match from WrestleMania 31 in San Jose, California. I really thought that would be more, a lot better than WrestleMania 31. Get this why. Because you had Lesnar had that one child defense and then have another one at the World Rumble 2015. Again, that chip the match between Lesnar, Cena, and Rollins at 2015 was a great match. Probably one of the best chip matches of all time. If you compare it to, let's say, the triple threat there, she match from Vengeance to until between Rock, Angle, and Taker. Which, that mind, I could watch that match over and over again and be like, wow, that was definitely the marquee mark of, Trey, of triple threat matches in WWE's history in any era. That would go down to the number one. I would put that up there, maybe as number three. 
That's how good that match was. But, again, let's go back to the Lesnar Championship of 2014 through 2015. It was mediocre. I think it shouldn't have happened. Maybe some people are going to say, like, oh, okay, but Lesnar's first championship win, WWE Championship win since 2004. I get that. I understand that. I think, personally, it shouldn't have happened. For one, I think that, yeah, it was a cool call for Roman Reigns to win the 2015 World Rumble. Even though he kind of should have won it in 2014. But freaking Batista, of all people, had to win it. I really didn't agree with that as well. But that's in the past. You know, we got over it. Lesnar won 2015 World Rumble. Going on to WrestleMania. And this is how much I think that this Rumble with Reigns in 2015 was cool. He was the World Rumble. He defeated one of the best in-ring performers, Daniel Bryan. At Fastlane 2015, and moves on to face Lesnar at Wrestling 31. I really think Lesnar, I mean, not Lesnar, Reigns should win championship that night and propelled his career as being that's his first championship win at Wrestling 31. That should have been the Roman Reigns moment right there. Not waiting until Survivor Series for him to win championship in a probably one of the most worst tournaments ever. I really didn't agree with that tournament. No. So, yeah, even though Rollins had a great championship in 2015. Him getting injured, it was unfortunate at a live event against Kane. You know, with that tried to attempt buckle turn buckle powerbomb, whatever you want to call it. But again, like, you know, this was a mediocre title run. I agree it should never happen. For one, you know, even though Ranger won championship, Rollins won here's not catching money to bank in the middle of Rosman 31, which was never unheard of until that moment. I'm glad Ray- <laughs> I'm glad Lesnar lost the belt. Like, really, it was it was the one of the most worst reigns out of any superstar ever. It was worse than him being champion from freaking, let's say, that time he won from Angle in the Iron match on the September 18th episode, Town 3 of SmackDown, until he lost Eddie Guerrero. You know, again, another great championship match. Eddie Guerrero won that match. I was so damn happy. You know, being me being 10 years old and watching that matchup on pay-per-view, I know what y'all are telling for. It'll be going on some of the greatest moments of today's history. But that night, I was so ecstatic. And then him trying to request a rematch next time on Raw, thank God he didn't get that championship back. Not to not to dis, not to dishonor Lesnar's accomplishments, you know. But it was just that the time run was so mediocre. It didn't make sense. I didn't like it. If fans are going to come back to me for this, and do so, but that was the most mediocre tournament ever. He undefended championship twice. One of them was by DQ. One successfully retained, but it was so mediocre. I just want to even forget that championship run was even had. So, moving on, you know, Lesnar tried to get championship back at Battleground and take it up here. <laughs> this is what got to me. This is what really got to me here. This is one thing I thought, and let it be known, Nanticket is my favorite superstar. He will always be my favorite superstar. But Nanticket used a low blow. I thought I was like, pretty weird. But then I was like, that is badass. Nanticket doing a low blow. That's never something you'll see Taker do. When I saw that on pay-per-view, or not pay-per-view, WWE Network, I saw that and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> wow, that, that's something different. And then they two had a rematch at SummerSlam for when Lesnar ended the Taker streak. Actually, hold on. Let me pause it right here. Let me take this time to 
emotionally describe myself that night, WrestleMania 34, Lesnar being taken into the street. I was almost like that guy <laughs> that you saw sitting in the front row with the glasses, with the white t-shirt, and big bulgy eyes, you know, and shock, and awe and shock on how everybody I felt when The Undertaker was pinned at WrestleMania. I cannot stress this enough. I, 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 I did cry. I did get teary. It, it's, it's one of those moments that people are not going to forget. But then you can I can't help but watch the match over and over and over again and still have that same feeling as when the Undertaker shoulders were pinned at WrestleMania 34. I mean WrestleMania 30. Excuse me, WrestleMania 30. And it, to me that moment was sad. But yeah, back to 2015. Undertaker being Lesnar, even though it was controversial, Undertaker did tap out. Referee didn't see it. And then Lesnar passing out to the Undertaker's Hell's Gate submission hold. I was I was pretty I was happy about that. I was happy with Hunter Guy's revenge, you know. They went to do it again at Hell in a Cell. And that was the last time they faced because Ant- Brock Lesnar beat Antaker, but they had five on the wooden pallet, which was which is a part of the ring itself, which Lesnar teared the ring up on the floor. You know, so yeah. But going back to Brock Lesnar Championship Run, it was this it was a disgrace to WWE itself. It was great to all the fans out there that expected more out of that. Let's see. How many months was that championship? It was a seven, eight month championship ring? Aaron twice he defended it. Is is bad. So yeah. That was one of the worst I, this past decade, that was one of the worst championship runs ever. You know, it was probably go down histories and well for me as a fan, worst championship run ever. And hopefully that we does not do that again. You know? <laughs> I would say his Universal Championship run, or if you to go over WrestleMania 33, all the way until, you know, he lost to Seth Rollins at last year's WrestleMania 35. You know, again, praise Seth Rollins all the worst. Seth Rollins has literally won every single championship on the roster, all male championships. And without a doubt, Seth Rollins is going to continue to carry his company into the future. So I will praise Seth Rollins all I want because Seth Rollins, to me, is what defines WWE, you know, the hardworking, consistent work and scheduling, in-ring master of the game. But yeah, that's my thoughts on the worst championship reign of the 2010 through 2020 era in WWE. If you'd like to know more about it or discuss any topics, follow me at phenomenal1y2j at on the Instagram page and my Twitter at Phenomenal1J on Twitter or Facebook. Catch me every Wednesday on Spotify and Anchor on Gotta Have Heart Wrestling. See you then.